ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick, daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, Be the Star You Are, starts right now. Welcome, Power Partners, to the world's most upbeat and positive radio show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am your host and a personal growth expert, Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And she is the sidekick and also the tea for two, a mother-daughter brew producer. We are so happy to be here with you and want to help you to do what you love and to be inspired and motivated. In our show today, we're going to talk about dental health and your smile. In segment two, Gail Rogers weaves a story of love and conquest and glory with her book, For Love's Sake. And in the third segment, we are going to learn who the winner of the seventh annual Be the Star You Are essay contest is. So stay tuned for this great, great Show. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. And this is from Viktor Frankl. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. Our response lies in growth and our freedom. Well, first of all, congratulations to Be the Star You Are Charity and this radio broadcast for being awarded the Arts Appreciation Award from GuideStar and great nonprofits. You can read the reviews online at BeTheStarYouAre.org. So congratulations, everyone, and thank you for all of those who voted for us. It's a very, very cool thing. Well, what is the first thing you notice when you meet someone new? It is their smile. It is their teeth. And as uh, one of my favorite entertainers, Lady Gaga, says, Show me your teeth. <laughs> our, our smiles give our face value, and good dental hygiene is necessary for overall general health. And actually, this month, February, is the American Dental Association National Children's Dental Health Month to raise awareness about the importance of oral health and developing good habits at early age. So it is important for everyone, and it's more than just brushing. So if you want a beautiful mouth for a lifetime, you just want to listen to some of the steps and tips that we are going to give you now. So what are some of the things, Heather, we have to consider when we're thinking about our teeth, our smile, and, and healthy oral hygiene? Exactly. Well, just starting with the basics is brushing is key. And now the main things is brushing at least twice a day. If you want to be ideal after meals would be even better. But first off, starting off the day as well as before you go to bed. It's really important to do that morning brushing because at nighttime, you know when you wake up and you have that disgusting morning breath, it's because when you open your mouth um, at night, air bacteria get in there and the bacteria that actually can de- erode um, erode and decay your teeth. So 
one thing too, if you're going to be brushing, you've got to have proper equipment. So make sure you're using a toothpaste that has fluoride, fluoride infused toothpaste, as well as a soft bristled toothbrush. Remember, harder does not mean better. Um, best recommendations coming from Dr. DDS Sheets himself is those electronic um, toothbrushes because they can really get in there and they're working so much faster than the human hands could actually do. And that's the main thing, too, about working in between teeth, flossing. I have a lot of friends this year. We made our goals at work, and a big thing people said was, I want to floss more. Ideally, you should be flossing every day, as what people don't really realize is that cavities actually start in between the teeth, and that's spots you don't get when you're brushing. When you floss is when you're getting all that gunk in between the teeth. And some signs of this show that you're not, you're uh, flossing incorrectly, too aggressively, or not enough is when there's bleeding of the gums. What that means is that you have bacteria in there and that your gums are actually inflamed. So when you're uh, flossing, it's causing them to bleed. So when flossing, just try to do each tooth individually. They make all kinds of spectrums, um, whether they be flavored, thick, light, silky, even wax. So if yeah, Heather, you know, when it comes to flossing, a lot of people carry floss like in their handbags or in their pockets because if you don't seem to have it with you, it's a very easy thing to forget to do, and it is one of the most important things, isn't it? It most definitely is. So that's right. A lot of times people will carry, you know, small objects and they'll pick it out. But just so you have a light, um, you know, so it's not to actually jab your gums, just lightly floss them. Um, as I say, I always love carrying things in my, uh, carrying a little thing of floss in my purse because sometimes you get those little seeds or those little berries that sneak in there and you can never quite get them and then that can kind of avoid you from any uh, unpopular situations. Also, a big thing is where you're putting your toothbrush. A lot of times people want to put them on countertop. You know, we put them in a little bowl on our counter. Things to think about is the bacterial that are in the air after every time you flush. Um, so every time you flush it, there's micro little fecal matter that goes into the air. And so in essence, you can be brushing your teeth with uh, toilet water. So a way to avoid that too, and also, um, but don't be mistaken that if you're putting it in a plastic bag or putting a cap over it, um, that as well as can hold on to the bacteria. So a good thing is to, after every brushing, um, just rinse off your toothbrush with warm to uh, hot water and store it away, you know, in a drawer or, you know, in a, in a mirror cabinet. And then also knowing when to throw them out. Same thing oh, with makeup. I was makeup. just going to say that. Don't keep them forever. Throw them out yeah. regularly. So they say about every three months. And one thing also to keep in mind is during that time, how was your health status? If, you know, if you had the flu, if you were sick, Anything like that, you always get it, throw away your toothbrush um, after a timing where you can say because you can actually reinfect yourself. Or if you have any, you know, oral viruses or anything, and that goes as well. Don't ever share toothbrushes um, because you could actually um, get if someone was sick or any um, oral uh, bacterial infections or viruses you could contract there as well. So keep that as kind of something as well that you don't ever want to share. Your yeah, I always say it's a good idea and I think the dentist recommends this too. If you are uh, ill, you know, if, like you just said, if you have a flu or any kind of infection, just throw it away. It was, you know, just get rid of it. Because you, they, the infection will stay on that brush, so don't try to clean it. 
Exactly. And then one thing you know, I really want to stress is when times um, you really should start seeing your dentist. There's always been this big fear. I think dental, uh, high, dentist and dentistry overall has improved, especially with um, the personalism. Because people growing up, a lot of people that saw the drill of a cavity oral pain, people delay um, going to the dentist for a long time. And like a lot of things, you know, that similar to a car, that if you don't go and that little sound is little, eventually your engine's going to break down. Um, so start early. So one thing, your child should see their dentist by age one. Um, that times a lot of times they can start learning, you know, good dental practices as well as your dentist can diagnose if there's going to be any future problems. Also on your own, how to personally diagnose it. If your gums are of a red, tender, or swollen, if you're having excessive bleeding um, when flossing your teeth or uh, brushing, that can be a sign of uh, a gum infection. If your gum lines start receding, that means that they're pulling away, um, there could be an underlying factor. Um, I myself, I had uh, something I inherited from your sex in the family. I've not, I actually didn't, wasn't born with a particular permanent teeth. So when those teeth started receding, there was no teeth to go into. Um, also, if you have uh, unusual sensitivities to hot and cold, and sometimes an indication too of uh, a beyond uh, infection is that if you have a persistent bad taste or bad breath in your mouth, um, that could be a gingivitis. And a lot of things people don't really consider is that your mouth, if you let something go on for so long, that you can have a heart attack or stroke because of poor dental hygiene. So it's really important um, because there's such sensitive and important nerves inside your mouth that your nerves and stuff connect to your blood, which connects to your heart and your veins. Um, so anytime there's anything you feel unusual, don't delay going to your dentist. And if you're uneasy about it, find out from your friends' local recommendations, and you can always test dentists out. A lot of times they'll offer, you know, one free cleaning, you know, just for to kind of woo in new patients. If you're not satisfied with that dentist, don't continue to go to that dentist. Find one you feel comfortable with that you want to continue um, so you can receive good dental uh, care. And that's just like anything, you know, in life is that don't feel obligated to stay with someone if they, you don't feel that they're good or, or you don't hit it off with them because the most important thing is, to have that connection so that you feel confident that you can work with them. And uh, something else that you said that's really, really critical, and I think it's worth repeating, is the fact that uh, problems in the mouth it can be the forerunners or signs of some other kinds of illnesses. So you always want to start with your dentist and then go see your intern or your other health practitioner because there may be other things that are happening. And um, again, bad breath could be a sign of any kind of thing that's happening in the stomach. It could even be forerunners of cancers, etc. And dentists often found uh, are the first ones that will find, besides you know, a gum disease, they may be the first one that finds a mouth cancer or something. So it's, it is very important that you, um, that, that you see your dentist. And yeah. it, and also to let them know if you do have any health risks. Like if you have a heart murmur, for example, you may not be able to have your teeth worked on unless you take some antibiotics because of the change, you know, that could go on in the bloodstream. So make sure to tell your dentist if you're experiencing any kind of changes in your general health or if you're on any particular medications since your last visit or you have any hereditary, you know, issues going on. 
But if we take care of our teeth, we can really usually take care of our general health because our mouths are very, very important. So, and one thing to consider is that whiter doesn't always mean healthier or better. And a lot of times, people that's uh, what they've been doing that they're, the company is now making so much money about all these teeth whitening systems. And actually, they can, some of them can be so harshing they can uh, leave the enamel on your teeth very weak. So, a natural and a very inexpensive thing I recommend is washing or brushing your teeth with baking soda. It's as simple as getting the toothbrush wet, dip it in a box of baking soda, brush with that, and then rinse it off with a fluoride toothpaste, and that will help naturally and more healthier um, bleach and white out your teeth. Um, also, and that's a, that is something that has been done for years and years, actually for centuries, baking soda. Before toothpaste was even invented, people used baking soda. So it's a natural way to clean your teeth. It may not give you fresh breath like, you know, the minty toothpaste, but it does get <laughs> your teeth clean. Um, and also, too, with doctors, if, uh, if you have the money, too, you can also get the bleaching trays. They're a fantastic thing. It's a little bit more of an investment. But I would just always recommend speaking with your dentist um, regarding uh, situation payments and plans of what would be the best uh, method for you and what you can get uh, that's in a reasonable price. And there's so many things out there. Um, just look into, just make sure um, you're going with a, a dentist that is licensed and that you've looked into um, all the credentials. And again, as I always say, recommendations are key um, to finding a good dentist that you're going to trust. Well, and you know, the other thing too is if you have teeth that are crooked, you may need orthodontics. And I will be the first to say and to attest to the fact that this is, it's probably one of the best investments that you can make. I had to wear braces for 18 months uh, during my 7th and 8th grade years, and at the time it cost my family $800, which was an f- absolute fortune. So we always refer to my smile as my $800 smile, but I think it, it changed my personality because my teeth had come in so crooked that I was embarrassed, and I'd hold my hand over my mouth. And now I'm just always smiling big time, so I can't imagine what I would have been or who I would have been without the smile. So I just want to encourage everyone to know that your smile is your best friend. It's the first thing that people see. Take care of your hygiene. Take care of your smile, and you will take care of your health. Did you want to add something else to that, Heather? No, just uh, my big thing is just uh, start early, preventative care. It will always help you down the road, both financially and physically. Uh, again, just find a doctor that you trust. And uh, as more things do, if you want to check out that fantastic smile um, about checking out our website, um, and you can always see the fantastic Miss Cynthia Ryan at BeTheStarYouAre.org. <laughs> I love it. So BeTheStarYouAre.org is for the charity. And for Heather Brittany, go to Heather Brittany. Dot com, and we're going to be back in a minute. Gail Rogers is going to be joining us again. She hasn't been on in, in a while because she had had an accident. She's coming back with her trilogy for love's sake only, and it's a fantastic, fantastic story that follows the characters from her previous book, but now we're in time of Elizabeth I. So I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. Don't go away. Gail will be with us when we get back. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be with you.
what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flames that burn. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org Be the lucky star You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, back to the show with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, it's great that you stayed with us because we have a very favorite and special treat for you again. My dear friend Gail Rogers is back with us today, and we are going to finally get to talk about her trilogy for Love's Sake Only. Hi, Gail. Hello. How are you? Welcome back to Star Sale. Be the star you are. Well, thank you. Thank you, my darling, for having me. Well, how are you feeling? We were all feeling about fine. you. I'm fine. You, well, of course you're fine. You're, you're just one of those go-getters. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we're so excited to talk about this trilogy. This was just it, wonderful. We're talking about the book, for Love's Sake Only, which follows the story of uh, Nicole, who actually it's set in the time of Elizabeth I, the Spanish Inquisition, the Spanish Armada, Sir Francis Drake. Such an interesting part in history. In fact, uh, Gail, after I read your trilogy, I actually had to go and read more books about the time period, and then I rented every movie I could find on Elizabeth I and the time period, because you did such research about this whole this whole era, and uh, that Elizabeth really put England on the map. And oh, uh, absolutely, Drake, of absolutely. I researched that book for six years. I had to put everything down all over my front room. What was happening in every year in England, uh, Italy, uh, France, all of it, Russia. And I went to England and stayed there to research the Tudor Navy, and uh, I loved it. It's just, and it takes the people, everyone, in Nicola's woman, and puts them back with Elizabeth and Francis Drake. And that is what is, was so exci- exciting, because 
For those of you who uh, listened to our show a couple of months back and, of course, who read the book, Nicola's Woman is my favorite, favorite, favorite book. It's also called The Second Kiss. And it, the characters in there, that this actually goes back a couple hundred years previous. So tell us how you do this because it's just fascinating. You had um, a life and death experience when you were just a little girl. Yes, and it's that's like true. everything stemmed from that. And your writing has been so involved in what happened from that experience. I think that's absolutely true. I think when I died at seven uh, that I got into what Mary Magdalene calls the state of imaginal, which many people get into that have had the death experience, and you're between the two worlds. And I know when I was writing about Elizabeth that I saw her, I know I channeled into her, absolutely. She really was fighting the Hitler of her time, Philip II, who wanted to kill you if you weren't Catholic. And she really made it possible for religious freedom to grow into democracy. And on top of that, what I was, was interesting that you really bring out in your book, and the history part is so really phenomenal, is the fact that this whole time he is constantly proposing to her and trying to marry her, but only because he didn't want her on the throne. He wanted to take over England. So she had to be very, very savvy. Oh, she was marvelous. She got engaged. <laughs> Elizabeth got engaged to everyone. She did. She always she got made everybody feel like they were special. But this character, Bale, now, you know, it was a very interesting, what an interesting scoundrel he was, uh, a demonic scoundrel. How was he able to keep his private life, which was so horrible, so private, and come across as this very good confidant well who did you uh, who did you pattern him on john bale is the worst villain in literature and he was siksiki reincarnated yes who got his thrills by um, abusing women yeah torturing them oh he's terrible john bale is awful he's terrible and the man like that did live at that time he did live at that time and Elizabeth is so marvelous. She is so clever. Uh, and about Mary Stewart, there's the big myth in Hollywood movies that Elizabeth was ugly and Mary Stewart was beautiful and marvelous. And Mary stupid, Mary Stewart Elizabeth said to her, I'm sorry, you're so stupid. She you was know, so dumb. That, you know, what you just said to it about Mary Stewart, if you read any, uh, if you were Catholic growing up or you ever read Catholic literature, it always, always made her like queen, like the queen. Um, oh, not yes. only the queen, the, a saint, like a saint Mary. Like she was this very holy woman that was, was uh, terrorized by Queen Elizabeth. Yes. And the reality was, Absolutely. and the history shows, that Mary Stewart herself was really quite evil. She was quite promiscuous, and she was constantly plotting to destroy Elizabeth I. She who not only and she would have killed uh, everyone who wasn't Catholic right. in the kingdom. And that's what she wanted she, to do. She, right. 
wanted to. And so she was in she was in cahoots with Philip, almost yes. wanting to bring the Spanish Inquisition to England. That's and this right. is where Elizabeth was so brilliant. Is she was fighting all along for peace within her country. Didn't matter whether they were Catholic or Protestant right. or what they were. She just they were her subjects, and she believed in them. Oh, you're marvelous. You're marvelous. She said, I want no window into a man's soul. And that was true. Yes. Tell us how Nicole, who we know as Nicoa, from Nicoa's woman, how you brought him in to be this half-brother of Sir Francis. Because I don't want to give the ending away to the to number three, but I so wanted this to go on. You know, I so wanted, um, I so wanted to have, to have him down in history. Oh, uh, you know, as soon as you, as soon as Nicole comes into the story, you recognize him as Nicola. Immediately. I mean, Anatza in Nicola's Woman is Mylena, who's Maria's twin sister. And Apakuni is there. As an, as um, as her husband, and so the characters from Nicola's woman, uh, you recognize them immediately. You know them as soon as they appear. But I do have people tell me who have read the book that John Bale is so evil they cannot believe him. No, well, he, yeah. Well, he's so evil. I wanted him destroyed early, early, and the things that he did to. The women that he kept in his in oh, captivity, yes. these gentle, sweet people that yes. trusted him, and then how how he got away with it until the very end. Who was this character? There really was a person like that who lived. Yes, was there he was. The person who lived was he yes. in the court? Was he yes. in Elizabeth's court? No, um, uh, I can't say that. But there was a man. Uh, at the time that uh, was abusing women. I think John Bale is so wicked and so terrible that he has to be made up. Uh, I cannot, he is so horrible. Every time he came into the book, I would hear walking on my roof when I had a mansard roof, and he was so evil. The evil of him filled the whole room. So maybe he did live, but the marvelous thing is, is he chokes on his own vomit. Yes, yes. That and so what sets you apart, Gail, from other writers? And I just love the way your characters are so full. Each character is so individual, and there's so much love in your books. Oh but yes, they come to you. These are all. What do I want to call them? If they're are they spirit guides? They're, they're actually they actually they they develop in front of you, and then you carry them from book to book. Give us your process of how these characters came to you, because one of the characters is, you believe this it was the life that you lived. Yes, uh, that is absolutely true. I really believe that when I write, uh, that, I get, that I get into these people that are real. I really think that, that I channel, like in my Mary Lincoln book, I know I channel Mary Lincoln. Mary Lincoln. I know it, and I know that I channeled Elizabeth. I know it because she was so marvelous, and the the poignancy and the sadness that she went through that she couldn't 
marry or consummate um, a relationship with the man she loved. And uh, she never could because she had to remain virginal because they were studying everything in court. There were spies everywhere in her court. They knew every menstrual period she had. You know, that, they knew that. Those are things that I think that the general public, unless you study in depth as you did, have no idea what it was like to live in those times with the spies everywhere. And many times the spies were people you trusted. They were on both payrolls. And so Absolutely. it would be so quickly, so quickly the news of whatever she did spread to France and to Spain and to other parts of the world. So she actually would plant, she would actually plant different kind of false, uh, false premises just to keep them guessing all the time. Yes, and Francis Drake, it isn't realized how great he was. It wasn't just his voyage around the world, which is very good in the book and accurate, uh, written by the people that were on that voyage, written in Elizabethan English. But Drake did so much more uh, about the Spanish Armada. He did so much more about his raids in Cadiz that defeated Philip. And and he had fourteen redheaded brothers. <laughs> that is, yeah. I didn't, you know, I had never known that because he was the big redhead in in your book and also, of course, in history. But the fact that you made Nicole, he was the dark-haired, handsome, right. you know, half brother from from France, or I guess stepbrother right. he would be. But you know, I think not so many people know. They know about him being coming to, um, like, we have Drake's Bay here in uh, Northern California. Was, they know about was actually. They know about his privateering, but they don't know about this whole idea that he literally protected England during Absolutely. that huge Spanish Armada. Absolutely. If it hadn't been for him, because they were outnumbered as far as the fleet went. Their Armada was gigantic. I mean, it covered the seas. It was Supposedly, the seas were black from the ships, but he outsmarted them. And also, he had the English ships smaller and fleeter. And the Spanish Armada, they took whole villages, the priests and everything, and the ships were so cumbersome that the English could easily uh, defeat them. Well, and, and, he, as, and as he did. So what now, Gail, um, I don't know if you're going to write another one, but what could we expect from Nicoa? Uh, this, the, their love is so deep and so everlasting. I, I think it's one of the great love affairs in all of literature. And oh, thank you. And it's several of your books, but it's definitely my favorite. Thank uh, you. And thank you. Yes, what, what, do, will we be seeing it again? Well, honey, I don't think I'll be writing any more books. I'm 87, and I have uh, lots of books on my computer yet. But Gladys with a C uh, took Maria and Nicola through the Second World War. And um, I really think that, that except for the books on my computer, I have a beautiful, beautiful book on the Civil War uh, called Shadows to the Sun, which is the true story of my great-great-grandfather um, and uh, who was an abolitionist in Mississippi during the Civil War. 
Are you going to so, be able to just maybe uh, publish that as an e-book? Well, maybe I'll get it published. I don't know. Uh, I haven't thought about it, to tell you the truth. I just haven't because... Oh, that the, sounds like... That, that sounds fascinating. Well, so, it's, it's is, a market... Uh, is Nicoa in that one? Is that... No. Not no, at all. So it's no, a, no, no, no. It's, it's a true family. story of my now, family. You know, when we, when we spoke before, Gail, about Gladys with a C, yes. you had mentioned that the love that Nicoa has yes. was really, you felt that your second husband... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything, the deep, deep love, unbelievable love uh, that Nicoa shows Maria and Mylena and um, Mylena and Gladys with a C was what I got from my husband. Absolutely. He was the inspiration of the love in my books. And so... Nicola is actually based, per, you know, on your second husband. At least that's how I interpret well, it. Well, no, well, no. The, he, I made him an Indian, of course. Of course, but, but what but, I meant is the yes. love that he had for you. Oh, absolutely. Spirit. I'm yes. talking about the spirit of Nicola was the spirit yes. of your husband. Oh, yes, absolutely. The, the making the um, well. First, we have in. In the trilogy here, we have Nicole as being French, and then we have Nicoa as being a Native American. Yes. And Nicoa's woman. And yes. then we bring them up to the 1930s. The spirit just was in your different characters because it had to come through. It had to come through. And you had to have this character that had the charisma and the love for life and the and the love love of a woman that really changed him as a person. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're such a brilliant reader. It's just marvelous that you understand it. I well, just am so know, thrilled. Your books, your books are excellent. And as we have talked before, as I was a history major, I, I'm crazy about history. And what I really appreciate in your books is the fact that you're able to weave the actual facts, and you do so much history and so much research, but then you weave it together with a story that is gripping and spellbinding, and, and you know, it's, they're just page-turners. When I read your books, I sit down and I read the whole book at one time. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You know, when I was in London researching for Love's Sake Only, I went on the uh, replica of the Golden Hind, and I said to the owner... I said, you have this ship all screwed up. And he said, what do you mean? I said, the gentleman's cabin is wrong, and you have a steering wheel. I said, they didn't have a steering wheel. They had a whip staff. And he looked at me, and he said, well, miss, they didn't have a motor either. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's interesting that you recognized all of these. Most people would just go on and say, wow, is this what it was like in those days? Well, I, I wrote the, that yeah, the, the book in the Golden Hind, you know, the Golden Hind, that my second book of the series, describes that voyage, and the voyage is scary and fearsome and terrifying because they believed in curses then. They believed in the power of a curse. And then the second part of the book is hilarious. When they get through the Straits of Magellan and start robbing the Spanish along the western coast. It's really hysterical because Drake's men all knew Spanish, and all they had to do was fly a Spanish flag and go into a port 
and get wine and dine, and then they'd steal the ships. And that, to me, was fascinating, the whole fact that they were smart enough to, to fly the, uh, the flag of, you know, of the country where they wanted to invade. <laughs> and the only thing was is once in a while when they would see Drake and they would think, well, wait a minute, what is this red hair? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of humor. Uh, there's a lot of humor in the books. But there particularly is. Well, we should give out your website so people can go and see more about uh, about your books because there's Gail has written so many good books. Gladys with the Sea, My Name Was Mary, which is the story of Mary Lincoln, and that's such a such an incredible story and a tragic story. For Love's Sake, which is the trilogy, well, for Love's Sake only, and of course, Nicoa's Woman. And um, and this one, this third one is just, it's so fabulous. Do you want to give out your uh, website? Uh, yes, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember it? That's all right. I have it right here. So how okay. about if I give it out? Would that be okay? <laughs> yeah, you give it out. Because okay, so the the website for Gail is SojournerPublishers.com, and it's spelled S-O-J-O-U-R-N-E-R than the word publishers.com. So take a look, go there, and pick up a book, and take a ride on the Golden Hind with uh, Sir Francis Drake and his men, and meet Nicole and, and Queen Elizabeth, and you will really, really be right there with them on their conquest of love and glory and, and war. It's a fantastic historical uh, novel, really wonderful. Well, Gail, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you, honey, and thank you for having me. Well, we'll look forward to the Civil War. I think we have to, you got to find a way to get this published because it sounds great and to be having something about your, um, your family in there, that to me would be spectacular. Thank you, thank you, honey. Well, be well, all blessings, and when we come back, we're going to announce the winner of the 7th Annual Essay Contest of Be The Star You Are. It's a surprise. Don't go away. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. Be The Star You Are. We'll be back in a bit. Thank you, honey. Do Thank I hang up you, now? Thank you, Dale. We'll talk soon. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know what non-financial sales incentives are most effective with employees? If you said trips, you'd be in agreement with 85% of the population. Here are the incentives that the majority of the workforce want in order of importance. They want trips and vacations, face-to-face recognition, entertainment, including dinners or sport or event tickets, merchandise, awards and plaques, and a mention in the company newsletter. Of course, the number one priority of employees is to work in a profession that they love with people they respect where they feel that they're really making a contribution. Getting a trip as a reward is just the icing on the cake. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. Visit star-style.com or call 925-377-7827.
Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Be the star you are. You are. Turn up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Every week, Be the Star You Are showcases incredible authors and experts who enhance your life and hopefully inspire you to do greater things. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive message programming like this radio show, and tools for living. Because we believe that information infused with inspiration has the power to transform and change lives. Be the Star You Are is committed to providing positive role models for youth and adults. We hope you'll make a donation today to keep the programs going visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Well, every year, Be The Star You Are hosts a national essay contest to promote literacy and to increase writing, and we want to make a difference in our world. We hope that the, uh, the topics create awareness of what's important in giving back. This year, we thank U.S. Bank for their sponsorship of our seventh annual contest, and the topic was, How do we create more happiness and abundance in our lives through service to others? It is a very challenging writing contest because the entrants are limited to 300 to 600 words, where if you're not a writer, what this means is that you have to write very succinctly to get your point across. You can't be a rambler. Now, this year we had many wonderful entries, and the judges found it very difficult to choose a winner. However, after several days of reviewing the stories, A grand prize winner was chosen, as well as five honorable mentions. The honorable mention awards will go to Caitlin King, Lorraine Warren, Brenna Stewart, Allison French, and Sarah Leonard. And the grand prize, drumroll please, was awarded to 19-year-old sophomore at Messiah College in Granham, Pennsylvania, Joshua Matthews. And he was given this essay contest as a school project, so we thank his professor. Josh is with us today to talk about and to read his winning entry. Welcome, Joshua, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Hey, thank you so much. Are you excited about this? I'm very excited. Congratulations on winning the prize and being on the radio in 82 countries around the world right now. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Tell us something about how it came about, because 
you briefly told me on the phone that it was your teacher who assigned this essay contest as a possibility uh, for a project that you people in your class could choose. And what's interesting, a couple of the other honorable mentions are also from the your school. So tell us about this. Uh, yeah, um, the class was Intro to Cultural Anthropology, and our professor offered this as a bonus project. Uh, she said if you wrote the essay and sent it in, she'd give bonus points. And I took advantage of it and wrote the essay and sent it in, and here we are. Wow, wow. So w were you surprised when you got the call? Because, yeah, as I had said, I'd emailed you several times, and I didn't hear back. I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was I was blown away, like, very surprised. <laughs> well, you have to, we have to enter things believing that we are going to be the winners, right? So your, your essay was called Finding Purpose, and the, the judges just felt that this was just such a wonderful, wonderful way of writing. And I know that uh, you have it there with you, so we would like you to read it on the air for us, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, this is okay. Joshua Matthews, and it's Finding Purpose. Thank you. Mahatma Gandhi once said, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. When one submits to serving others, they become humble, and their pride and self-centeredness begins to crumble. It is then that the positive attributes of life begin to enter, such as happiness, appreciation, patience, etc., when someone serves, they realize that they are making a difference in another's life, and a purpose is created. When purpose is created, joy and abundance follows. It was a cold Friday evening, and I had officially decided that I was going to sacrifice a fun night with friends and go spend a few hours with the homeless. Visiting the homeless occurred every Friday night, and it entailed passing out food and simply talking to the people on the street. I had no idea what to expect. When we arrived at the site, I thought I was in a nightmare. There were living human beings lying on the side of the road in freezing weather with nothing but their clothes on their back and a few blankets. They had no food, no water, and nowhere to live. I cannot believe my eyes. The group of guys I was with split up, and we began talking to the people. We learned a lot about their lives and had the opportunity to share a bit of our own. It was no longer than an hour later that the van belonging to a nearby ministry arrived with food and clothing. The group of my colleagues and I, helping to help hand out a variety of foods, hot beverages, and warm clothes. I realized at that moment that we were just not giving these people items to survive. We were giving them hope. To see hope as tangible as I did that evening gave me a reward of joy that I never experienced before. I not only found purpose in my life through my act of service, but I also experienced a deep appreciation for what I have been blessed with. I discovered a sense of abundance in my life. It does not take much to commit a true act of service. All it requires is to sacrifice some selfish desires in order to replace them with a the desire to fulfill legitimate human needs. However, when one gets to the point where they are truly serving, they arrive to the conclusion that they are making a difference. The reward is not money, it is not material things, nor is it a sense of pride or accomplishment. It is the internal reward of true joy, because they are able to physically see a change in the world that they created. 
so I get goosebumps when I heard you read this, Joshua. Um, applause, applause. That is just beautiful, and it really encapsulates what it means to ha- to create happiness and abundance in the service of others, and especially your last paragraph. As all volunteers and people who work with nonprofits and charities, for the singular reason of making a difference and helping someone else's life be better, you hit what the reward is. It is that internal reward of true joy because you really are making a change, and one person can. And tell me more like how you feel today about making a difference, and how does this relate to the class that you were taking in, um, in the anthropology? Tell me about that. Sure. Uh, in anthropology, we definitely discussed um, different cultures and different people and to learn about how they lived. And uh, some lived so simply, and they appreciated everything they have. And here, a lot of times, we sit in this culture of comfort, and we have warmth around us, and we just, we just don't show our gratitude as much. And whenever we do come in contact with these people, we really realize what we have and how blessed we are. So, I mean, that has definitely inspired me to serve others, and I've shown that by taking up the major of doing ministry. It's something I absolutely love and am passionate about. Well, I applaud you for that, and I applaud the other students, too. And, you know, every anyone in our country, and especially young people who are taking it upon themselves to really go out there and do something positive that is beyond self, because you're so right, Joshua. We live in a, a, a world, a material world of entitlement, where we figure just because we're alive that we're entitled to something, whereas we don't give gratitude enough. We don't stop and breathe and realize what we have. And that is the key to empowered living, is to be grateful for what we have and to give to, give to others. So tell us, what, what are you studying there at Messiah College? I am a ministry major, and my concentration is congregational ministry, so I'm really learning about church leadership and also uh, doing ministry in a global sense. So will you be traveling with this? Um, honestly, it's wherever God takes me. It's wherever um, you go. Exactly. I mean, I'm just uh, a sophomore, so I do have time to discern that. But I, right. I'm just taking where I'm at right now and serving God to the best of my ability. Well, I, I also want to give a shout-out uh, to your teacher, Professor um, Ms. Janelle Williams-Paris, for putting this out here as a project for the students to write about. I'm wondering if when you actually took the time to be introspective and write about how you found purpose and what service meant to you, did it become clearer of the difference that one person can make and you in particular of how it had affected your life? Because I've always found when I write something down, it changes me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of when I had this project sitting in front of me. I didn't want to really blow it off, and I really took the time to sit down because this happened the week before, actually, this Friday. And I had been wrestling with that for the whole week, and I just poured my heart onto the computer screen and 
Yeah, that's basically what inspired me to write this. And when you did, though, when you wrote it, after you had written it, when you looked back at it, did it have a, an impact on you that, you know, gosh, I gave up this time and these people really, really needed me and it was the right decision to go. I mean, did you have that feeling that what you did was, was the right thing? Oh, absolutely, 100%. So today, what kind of things are you still continuing to go out on Fridays and, and, and help the homeless? Do you still do this from time to time? Um, actually, I haven't been there recently, but there is a group of guys that still go on campus, and some of them actually spend the night with the homeless, which I admire full well. Uh, right now on my campus, I'm busy with a lot of ministries, so I'm doing a lot of things on campus and serving. But when I do get the opportunity, I do go out of campus and spend time with homeless or um, the underprivileged. Well, you are just a wonderful young man who is really giving back and making a difference, and I'm I'm just so thrilled that you won this contest and that you took the time to write how you really could lose yourself in the service of others and find yourself in so doing, as, uh, as Mahatma Gandhi would say, because you are making a difference. And, and it's always exciting when we have uh, someone who is your age that is doing something like this and, and really putting their heart and soul into it because that means that we're going to have a nice, bright future here in America if there's young people like yourself. Uh, thank you so much. That's an honor to hear. Well, thank you, and we want uh, you to know you'll be receiving um, the books, Be the Star You Are, and we're also going to send a book to your teacher for the classroom because we want to thank her for assigning that project, and maybe there'll be some inspiration in there that might be able to inspire other projects and of course you win a monetary award as well as this radio broadcast and it is just a pleasure to know you and we hope that you'll enter next year we don't know what the topic will be yet but i'm sure it'll be something also equally inspiring but you're a very good writer joshua so you have a bright future in writing ahead of you as well Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to take the opportunity again next year to enter. Well, thank you, Joshua, for joining us. Are there any final words that you'd like to live with, leave with our listeners? Um, I keep thinking about another Gandhi quote, and that is, be the change you wish to see in the world. And that has really driven me, that, and just serving the Christ that gave me life. You know, I, that, I, I, that is such an empowering message because I met a man just this past week who said that when he was in seventh grade, a teacher wrote on the blackboard for all the students, you cannot change the world. And when he was having a kind of a near-death experience in Tibet when he was trying to rescue some monks during the Chinese invasion, and he was almost dead, he decided to fight for his life because he, he saw that on a blackboard in his mind, and he, he wanted the world to know that, yes, one person can change the world. And as Gandhi said, you know, be the change you want to see, and that's what kept him going. Thank you for sharing that, Josh. You are the change. Thank you so much for joining us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you so much, Cynthia. And again, congratulations. It. 
That's Thank with you. Joshua Matthews. He is the 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 winner of the seventh annual Be the Star You Are essay contest. It's a national contest with great competition, and he is the grand prize winner. And as you can tell, he's a very deserving young man with a wonderful purpose in life in serving other people and a ministry of giving back. Well, thank all of you for being great listeners and allowing us into your life every week. Make sure you're tuned in to this station with me, Heather, with Cynthia Bryan, and also with Heather in our first segment, the T for Two segment. You can change your life. You can make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style, please go to star-style.com. If you'd like to buy any of our books, you can get them there, or you can call 925-377-STAR to make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this radio show and all the programs for youth, women, and literacy. Visit bethestarur.org. It's been a tough couple of years for the charity, and they, uh, all the kids, they live by the donations, so please make a difference. May there be peace within you today. May you trust your highest power that you are exactly where you're meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. May you use the gifts that you've received and pass on the love that has been given to you. And may you be content knowing you are a child of God and let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, to dance, and to bask in the sun because it is there for each and every one of you. And as you go out into the day, Remember that no one has ever walked this earth with your exact combination of inborn and acquired strengths, weaknesses, skills, talents, frailties, or experiences. You really are one of a kind. You are you. You have the power to love yourself and be the person you were born to be. Be the star of your own life and take a look in the mirror and admire yourself because you're a wonder of creation. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. Cherish the past. Dream of the future and celebrate every moment of your life and read a book this week. And until next week when we party again, I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. My gratitude for joining me today. Your star. Thank you. Thank you for being part of our star galaxy on today's episode of star style be the star you are we hope you've enjoyed the commentary and are motivated to dream big overcome obstacles and realize your potential for further information visit www.starstyleradio.com join our power party next week right here on world talk radio as cynthia Bryan, heather Brittany, and the pioneers of the planet pump up the energy with positive uplifting life-changing radio until then be the star you are. You.